USC posted something today about how the mortality rates in most states have been skewed and it's all been sort of fear driven and things like that. So they said that, you know, this is conspiracy, obviously doesn't seem like it's a real story. They don't have the actual data for this, but they said that, you know, they've projected that over seven, seven thousand, close to 7,000 people have been diagnosed with the virus, but actually over 200,000 have had it making their mortality rate in California like 0.01, right? Okay, you said you believe 200,000 have had it, but you don't know. You don't have any evidence to this. What is, what is the that, evidence? Can't that go both ways, though? So, like, yeah. I, I understand that, you know, if if there's 200,000 versus 7,000, that that number can scare you. Because it's a lot more cases. But when you do a lot more cases and then you look at mortality rate, that means that less people have died than we than you know in stats versus than what we think. But the flip side of that can be scary also. Hey, CEP listeners, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. The more you like, share, comment, and subscribe, the more people the algorithm pushes the show out to. So if you like an episode or a video clip you see on the socials, share it around and give us some feedback. So, a small disclaimer here, we normally record on Sundays and drop the episode on Tuesdays, so there isn't a lot of time in there for information to be dated. But this time around, it was a little different, and we recorded earlier last week. So, if any information has changed on the topics that we covered, that is why. So, going with that, in this episode, Patrick and I talk about celebrities who have gotten COVID-19 and the conspiracy surrounding it. Of course, we talk about the UFC 249 card coming up on May 9th, and we talk about where Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz stand on the road back to a title shot. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, don't hesitate to reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any topics you'd like to hear us cover about music, sports, or pop culture, email us at cerebral at com. Lastly, don't forget about our newly revamped CEP shirts at buyjack.com slash CEP. You have about two weeks left to get one of the new limited edition support local business shirts. These shirts are being printed to spread awareness about how important it is to be supporting local businesses right now. And the profits from these shirts will be divided up into gift cards at Exit 6 Pub and Brewery in Collaville, Missouri, and then be given to first responders, EMTs, nurses, and those on the front lines. So buy a shirt and support local business and the heroes of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and now, let's get into the episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt, Patrick, we're here to talk some shit. First off, wow. first off, <laughs> Idris Elba. Who in the hell is, is that, is I say it right, Idris Elba? Idris Elba, yeah. I can't believe you don't know who that is. You act like I'm... I said Idris Elba I, had Corona and I believe he's going to donate his plasma to help find antibodies. And you said, who is that? Okay. So what, um, give me a movie. Surprised. So he was in mm, fast and furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. 
I believe he was a villain in that movie. He's in the TV series Luther. Oh, okay. He's in Avengers Infinity War. He's in Thor. The Dark Tower. Star Trek Beyond. Finding Dory. The Take. The Jungle Book. Zootopia. Shall I keep going? Have you seen any of these? I actually, to be honest with you, I've seen none of the things I've named, but I know who he is. You've never seen any of those? Nope. He was in Avengers Age of Ultron. Don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't watch comic book movies. Thor again. Pacific Rim. I have seen Pacific Rim. Prometheus. I've seen that. Is Pacific Rim the movie that had uh, um, Charlie Hunnam in it? See, I don't know who that is. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Okay, I just, I'm looking at pictures. Yes, it had that guy in it. And wasn't uh, wasn't Charlie Day in it too? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right about that. It's been a while uh, since that movie came out. I don't remember it really. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, Thor again, Takers, that's a really good movie. He was in The Office. Oh, Rock and Rolla. I've heard that movie's really great. Never even heard. And of I have to see. Yeah, it's kind of a indie sort of thing, but apparently it's really good. He was an American Gangster. Forgot about that. Twenty okay. wait, twenty eight weeks later. He's just been a. Ton- it, he's been it, in it a- would it, it would not surprise you if I told you what movie you have named that I have seen him in and recognized him from. Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, sir. I'm so like. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I knew it was that one as soon as I said it. Yeah. And it was the very first one you named. Yeah. I saw your face light up. (laughs) The point of me bringing him up was, as we were talking about the coronavirus, and I said that you, you were, well, you were bringing up your conspiracy theories, saying that some people think that Tom Hanks and other celebrities who have said they've had it or paid to have it, and we put that in quotes, so they didn't really have it. They just said they did. I, and I guess the point of that would be to strike fear and big pharma and all that good stuff. Yes. Is, if, that, is that what if, you were saying? Yes. If it literally was a political scam, if you will, then yes, I could see how that could be. It could be beneficial for, for them to, to do something like that. I'm not saying that I believe that. I'm just saying that that is, could be a possibility, right? Makes sense. Pay it high, pay high profile people to, you know, be included in the, in the pandemic. Yeah. Do you believe in Pizzagate also or what? (laughs) Are you you really wanting to go down that road? No, we shouldn't. I, I, I believe, I believe that the anti quarantine protests are politically, politically motivated. I wouldn't say a politically, they're a political scam, but I think, I think they're politically motivated and I, I'm calling conspiracy on some of those that's just me uh, it, it can you explain that a little bit more like what do you the well the bigger ones and i'm not even talking about missouri but the bigger ones like in michigan and virginia all of them apparently the, there were these facebook groups started and they made it seem like it was this sort of spontaneous thing where all of these people joined this group and then they decided to protest but the actual they looked into it and the groups were actually started by one person for both states, so for Michigan and Virginia. Wow. That person does not live in Michigan or Virginia. That person, also a member of the NRA, a big um, 
big Second Amendment protagonist. I'm just saying it, it, <laughs> it can't be it can't be a coincidence. That's all I'm saying. Right. Um, but conspiracies aside, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson and George Stephanopoulos say that they are they've recovered from the coronavirus and they are donating blood plasma to aid in research and treatment efforts. So, and I said, I think Idris Elba is doing that as well. And then you said, I don't know who that is. And I just said, how, uh, anyway, that, that's how we got here. Here we are. Good morning. Good. Well, good afternoon. Um, yeah. Feels like morning still. True. So what about, you know, we've, we've got guidelines that have been sent out for pretty much every state now, as far as like reopening and every state is different based off of their governors, it looks like. Uh, Missouri says that we are we still have the lockdown until May 3rd, but after that, it seems like things are going to start opening back up in phases. I don't know what those phases include yet, but have you heard anything different than that? The story I saw just said most businesses will be reopened on May 4th. Gotcha. I would imagine that that means gyms, flower shops, barber shops, salons, you know, manicures and pedicures did i already say that those types of places tattoo shops bowling alleys movie theaters and concert venues i've seen that also yeah yeah so i guess georgia announced that two days ago i don't know man uh we still got we it's april 22nd we got a ways away for that you know well i mean not really really. like what two weeks it's long enough not not even that a lot could happen in that amount of time. Yeah, very true. Um, Are, and I, I don't even know if I'm going to go anywhere, even if stuff that stuff does reopen. To be honest, I was probably gonna, just. I was going to ask out. you, what do you think uh, about the gym? How long is it going to be before you decide to go back to the gym? I don't know, man. It seems risky. I don't know. I'm still waiting on the masks I ordered to get here. Oh, you ordered some? Yeah, I did the whole. I got them from Arch Apparel. Thought I, oh, you cool. know, the proceeds were going to, you know, a good cause. So nice. they're not here yet. That's, um, so you, you I feel just... like when I go to the grocery store, I'm the only one there without a mask on. And people <laughs> look at me like I'm evil. So I was trying to be, trying to be on the team, but yeah. Well, you're you're all about uh, supporting local business here lately. That's a good thing. Got to do it, man. Got to yeah. do it. But uh, other so... other Corona stories. Well, so but that, before you say that, as far as the masks go, so you're you're in the mindset that this is to save others from you, correct? When you're wearing a mask, I feel like there's been a mm. what you don't seem like you agree with me, like because aren't they saying that masks are mainly for saving you from being able to spit on or you know anything like that on anybody else versus actually being able to breathe anything in? I think it depends on the mask. Okay. I don't think it I don't think that necessarily applies to all masks. And plus they're only good for so long too. Right, yeah. You, know? you have to change them out uh, for sure. I don't I don't to be honest with you, I don't know. I've been going to the grocery store for a month now since I've been locked down. I feel fine. I haven't had now I haven't been tested. The grocery store is the only place I've been going because we got to eat. I have not I have not put on a mask once when I've been there. I've kept my distance from people. I wipe all this stuff down when I get home. I, you know, sanitize my hands when I get to my car. Don't touch my face. All that stuff. 
I don't know. I don't know who it's protecting, to be honest. There, this, the evidence on that is so conflicting at this point. I, I do know that you should also be wearing a mask in public because of in the event that someone around you within that six foot range does happen to sneeze or cough, your mask will protect you somewhat because the virus gets in your lungs, right? Right. So any, any, any bit of uh, deflection the mask can do, I think is helping you. And yes, it's also protecting other people from you. Should you have the virus? Right. I'm being honest. I was just trying to help Arch Peril and, and the, <laughs> the people they support. I don't really care. Like I said, it, at this point, it's been over a month. I've been going to going to the store without a mask. So I don't know if it's going to matter at this point. It might. But the store I go to is not crowded at all when I go there. It's really not. So, it, it, Like right now or normally it's not? Uh, right now. Okay, but normally it has it is. not been crowded at all. Um, I mean, normally it's okay. I mean, it's a it's a busy store in a somewhat affluent part of town, but it's not bad. It could be worse, even when there is no pandemic going on. Uh, you know, the the main thing is, is I'm the one going to the store, right? In my house, right? Not sending anyone else. Um, so I don't know. We'll see when the masks get here. At this point, like I said, I don't think it. You know, I don't know what good it's going to do me. It might. Might save my life. Might not matter. Um, maybe I won't get the evil eye from everyone at the store if I go there with a, with a mask on. The funny thing is, the funny thing to me though, I still I'm 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 just like I'm shocked at all of the people that still go to drive-throughs, do curbside pickup. I've seen a Domino's delivery guy on my street at least ten times a day since this started. I I that. Have you ordered takeout? Have you done curbside? Have you done any of that stuff? Not really. I mean, we mainly, we've mainly been eating at home, cooking at home. Doesn't it seem like more of a risk than just going to the store, keeping your distance from everyone, getting your food, cleaning everything, and making your own food? You know? You don't know who made your food. You don't know who they've been in contact with. You don't know who's been in their car. Yeah, you know the, I mean? the, yeah, I completely understand. The, the other side of that, though, is that anything in stores has still been handled like crazy. I mean, it was whatever, it was sure. the people who packaged that and then anybody who's touched it before you got to it and then you actually pick it up and bring it home. And if you're not the one that checks it, you know, before, like, put it down the belt and check it, you know, check it out to take it home. You know, so I, I don't know. It I, I see where you're coming from and it does seem like a risk. Something I heard the other day and I didn't think about was like a Uber. I want, I'm sure they're suffering right now because people aren't taking taxis and Ubers anywhere right now, I yeah. wouldn't think. What about how do you think Uber Eats and things in things of that nature are struggling right now or do you think they're booming? Um I've I'm seeing on social media that people are taking advantage of Instacart and Uber Eats and all that good stuff. But with Instacart, it's going to take you a week to get your groceries. What is, again, what is Instacart? I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. You can go on the app, pick a grocery store close to your house, pick your groceries. Someone will go to the store, pick it out for you and deliver it to you. Gotcha. Okay. Again, that's cool in a normal world, but I don't know who's touching my stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know what it's just the, it, for me, it's the mental, it's the matter of knowing. I get it. And like yeah. you said, so many people have handled your food for, at the grocery store and they have. However, if I order pizza right now and that pizza gets here, I can't sanitize my cooked pepperoni pizza. 
Right. It is what it is. Right. So if that if that delivery driver opened up the box and <laughs> and sneezed on it, we're done. We're done. Just just all over my pizza. It's it's over. Right. I get you know? it. Um so again, it's the mental, it's the knowing, it's me being in control or as much control as I can be over the things that I'm bringing into my own house and and eating and you know, I'm getting all packaged stuff. The only thing that's not are my veg, my produce, but we wash that anyway, pandemic or no pandemic. You know, we always wash our vegetables and fruits, um, even if we're going to cook them. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, you know, and, and the, they say that the virus only lives a certain amount of time on cardboard, on plastic, on metal. So, look, if I get it home, I wipe it down with disinfectant. Everything should be okay. Again, if I go go to the Starbucks, I don't know who touched the plastic. I don't know who touched the coffee. I don't know who made the coffee. Did they wear gloves? Were they wearing a mask? Are they showing symptoms? I don't know any of this stuff. I can't go in to see it. I got to go to the drive-thru. And by the way, all of the people waiting in the Starbucks drive-thru by my house, fucking make your coffee at home and <laughs> use a thermos. For real. It's really not that much better than making the coffee at your I, home. I'm hoping that you're- I've seen people posting about this too. Got my Starbucks. It's so great. Couldn't believe I could get in line this time. Like, no, make coffee at your house. I'm hoping that you're saying this because you have driven past Starbucks and seen the line versus you were actually in the line. Driven past it? I've not been in the line. No, no, no. Okay. no I'll make coffee at home, man. No, no. Okay. Driven by it and I've seen people post about it. The okay. one directly by my house. I've seen people post videos of the line. Hour later, still on the line, still on video. Hey, man, go do something else. Go home. Take care of your kids if you got kids. Go do a workout. Go do something. Shit. <laughs> what are you doing waiting an hour for coffee for? You could have you could have had four cups of coffee. Anyway, um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Speaking of coffee... You drink a lot of coffee. Like, how much do you okay. average in the morning? Um, a pot. About a pot. So, it's about how many cups? It's probably four cups. Okay. You have any idea what that equates to as far as caffeine goes? Like, how much caffeine is supposed to be in a cup? A lot. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the coffee I buy too, because there are different brands of coffee that I get that have more caffeine, 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 caffeine. Um, so yeah, it really just depends. Do you do pre-workouts or anything like that before you go to the gym normally? Coffee is my pre-workout. Coffee is your pre-workout. Okay. I'm just curious yeah. because since I haven't been going to the gym, I normally drink a pre-workout before I go to the gym, which of course yeah. most of them are loaded with caffeine. Uh, but uh, since I haven't been going to the gym, I haven't been drinking that. And I also decided to just kind of stay caffeine free as much as possible for a while to try yeah. to build my tolerance back up. And I can, I can feel like throughout the day that my levels are, my energy levels are stay more stabilized versus when I drink caffeine several times throughout the day. Cause it's just like up and down and up and down and I feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that from many, many people. Um, I really just like coffee. It's not necessarily about the caffeine, but at this point it's, it's, it's habitual for me. It's, it's like, uh, you know, at this point it's like drinking booze or for people that smoke cigarettes, it's just like my, it's the thing that I do in the morning. First thing I do when I wake up, let my dogs outside, start the pot. It's ready, ready to go. 
it's just the thing. I mean, I, but I genuinely like the taste of coffee. Yeah. You know, and I like trying different kinds of coffee. I'm a real nerd about it. I mean, the caffeine helps. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but those those pre workouts, dude. I've tried so many of those. God, they make me feel like shit. Really? Yeah, I found that coffee is the best. Even if I'm doing, it's a little bit worse if you're running because you know, coffee's a a diuretic, so right. it's a laxative. So like, man, whew, you'd be on that treadmill. Shit <laughs> <laughs> can get scary if you have too much coffee before. But. Yeah, all those pre-workout things, man, they make me feel like shit. Like my fingertips tingle and my joints tingle and like my you lips tingle. Like, like, don't like I don't, that. I don't like, I don't like feeling like a crackhead when I'm working out. <laughs> That's too much. So coffee's been just fine for my at-home workouts here. So, or you know, my attempts to work out at home here. But um, yeah, that is the one thing I, I will say that I. What had the routine that I had that has really been broken is going to the gym every day, uh, same time, you know, that's the one thing. So, uh, trying to work that in and while at home, you know, it's been all right. Like I said, home workouts are, it, it's interesting to try to like keep yourself busy with home workouts and try different things. Um, I'm going to give my, my good buddy at hero physiques, the credit for this one, but he actually posted a video, um, you know, don't have weights at home. No big deal. Get a get a suitcase, put a towel in it, put books in it, put another towel over it, and then now you got to wait. Nice. And he showed all the different workouts you could do with you know a smaller suitcase. Right. You know, kind of like a kettlebell. Uh, exactly. It's like having a kettlebell, but not having a kettlebell. Right. So I was like, oh yeah, I have plenty of opportunities to use weights here. I'm just being lazy. So I adopted that. I, I I'm not going to take the credit. He was my he was my motivation. So yeah, for those listening, if you don't know who that is, go to Instagram, just check out hero physiques. He's a, it's a good dude. Nice. Full yeah. of information knows what he's talking about. So yeah, the one last Corona story I was going to tell you about was USC posted something today about how the mortality rates in most States have been skewed and it's all been sort of fear driven and things like that. So they said that, you know, this is conspiracy, obviously doesn't seem like it's a real story. They don't have the actual data for this, but they said that, you know, they've projected that over seven, seven thousand, close to 7,000 people have been diagnosed with the virus, but actually over 200,000 have had it making their mortality rate in California, like 0.01. Right. Okay. You said you believe 200,000 have had it, but you don't know. You don't have any evidence to this. What is, what can't, is that, can't that go both ways though? So like, yeah. I, I understand that, you know, if, if there's 200,000 versus 7,000, that, that number can scare you because it's a lot more cases. But when you do a lot more cases and then you look at mortality rate, that means that less people have died than we, than, you know, in stats versus than what we think. But the flip side of that can be scary also, right? Meaning? I'm, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to think about this in my head. So, okay, go ahead and w with what you're saying. I'll think about it while you're saying it. Well, logically speaking, you would think that the more people that have it, the more would actually die from it. They're okay. reversing that, that idea, and they're saying more people have had it, less people have died, making the rate so right. low. 
Right. And they throw the, but the key thing about what they're saying is that percentage. It's right. got to be that low percentage. That's what sort of eases people's minds a little bit. That point zero one. Right. So that's okay, still oh, so, two thousand so, people dead. Right. But that's how that's how I'm trying to think of it. Like the point zero one, that number sounds a lot better than whatever it would have been if there was only seven thousand cases. But when it comes to if if you tell somebody there was two hundred thousand cases, then people get a lot more scared than if they heard there was only seven thousand cases. So that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, no, I agree. The, the the sexiest number of those numbers is 0 0.01. Right. But my, and again, I'm not going to take credit for this. I'm going to give my wife credit for this one. <laughs> but my argument to them, or our argument to them would be, okay, that's cool. If And she used a different food. I'm going to use a food that's more relatable to you and I. You have a jar of peanuts. Okay. Say there are 2,000 peanuts in that jar. You know that one peanut in that jar could kill you. You can eat that jar of peanuts. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Not because you have a peanut allergy. Not because anything like that. No, no, no. The, the, we know for sure one of those peanuts will kill you. Right. If you ingest it. You're not going to eat it. So it's the same argument. You know, well, only, you know, only 1,999 peanuts are safe. Or all, all 1,999 peanuts are safe. Right? Right. Okay. Of a jar of 2,000. So one's going to kill me. Then I don't want to eat that. You know? Um. It's very, it's very, to me, it's very conspiracy driven. And, uh, you know, I get that people want to get back to work. I get that all people don't want to be quarantined anymore. The evidence is there though, right? The evidence is there that, you know, the numbers keep spiking in different ways and we, uh, they still don't have a handle on the actual science behind why it's spiking in specific ways. And again, there's no vaccine, Right. There's nothing there yet. So the idea, the idea that, no, we're just going to flip a switch because it's a, a specific date and so many people have protested that everything's going to go back to normal just doesn't work for me. You know, it shouldn't work for anyone. We also shouldn't be forced into staying at home. I get that. We have rights as American citizens. I know I've seen a lot of a lot of people stating that, like, you get you guys are sheep. You're just going along with what everyone says and this and that. Now, again, most of the people saying that are making it a left versus right argument. Right. This virus has nothing to do with political stylings. It has nothing to do with that. To make a virus like this and a pandemic like this about your political views and your political policies and your belief system and your moral system and all that shit, it makes no sense. It has nothing. Bottom line is, do you want to die? Do you want your family to die? If not, then you stay home. It's plain and simple. Right. That is the one scientific piece of evidence that has been given to us is that if we practice social distancing, if you don't go out into a crowd, you're less likely to contract the virus and then hence less likely to die. Right. To argue against that idea. Okay. If you're a scientist and you want to argue against that idea because of mortality rates and numbers and all that, fine. But if you want to argue against that idea, just because red versus blue, right. It doesn't work for me. You know? Yeah, the only the only argument that I throw in is just basically small business right now. I mean, there's a lot of small businesses that are struggling, and I understand that they could open their doors, and this could be even more widespread than it is now all of a sudden, and they and they go under anyways. But I, I yeah. don't know. It's just it's a bit bad deal because if they if they want to have a fighting chance, things have to pick up fast. Yeah, for sure. 
and they, 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 they have to get people in their businesses too. And that's exactly. the thing. They may be, people may be scared away from doing that even when they do open back up. So. Exactly. That's, that's the, that's the key. It's, it's fine for them to be open, but if no one's walking through the doors, right. It doesn't matter. You know, and I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I want, I want people to get back to work. I want people to be able to open back up, support themselves, support their families. However, if you're a small business owner and you've been a part of these protests and you've been screaming at a nurse or have been trying to keep a nurse from going to work, I hope you go out of business. That's my piece on that. You and there have been. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, it, at these protests in Michigan and Virginia and I believe in Minnesota, and these people are going on the news saying, I own a small business and I'm hurting because of this. Well, that's fine. If you want to, if you want to peacefully protest from your, from the comfort of your car and state, look, here's my story. This is affecting me this way. I get it. Don't keep a nurse from going to work. Don't blame it on nurses and doctors. And they're not, they're not responsible for you being at home. Right. right? It's just a, it's a, it's a shit show, man. And I know plenty of nurses that would likely run someone over if they tried to keep them from going to work. (laughs) I'm going to say who, I'm going to say who, but Anyway, and this grapefruit citrus zevia might be my new fave. I I think I asked you, does that taste like fresca? Then maybe you told me that you don't know what fresca tastes like. You did ask me like. that. I've never, I've, never, I've never had fresca. Dude, buy a fresca. Come on. How have you I never am, had a white. fresca? I am white, but I am not that white. <laughs> Jesus. No, I've never had fresca. Wow. I heard it's refreshing, though. Maybe I'll try it. I, I'm, I bet it tastes like your zevia that you have in your hand. Probably does. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. So let's let's get into some UFC fight talk. Uh oh. So we seen what t- happened today. Well, nothing's happened yet, as far as I know. <sighs> Something happened. But we did see. So Ariel Hawani posted and said that he believes that the real winner of Ferguson and Gagey is Nate Diaz, because with this fight happening. Nate Diaz should be, in quotes, should be the next runner-up to fight Connor. Okay. So I reached out to you and I said with this article, and I said, I don't really, this doesn't really make sense to me because if that does happen, does so say Nate fights Connor, Gagey fights Ferguson, do those two win? The winners of those fights fight each other. And then now they have a chance to fight Khabib? No. Okay, so how do you see that going down if that scenario played out? The winner of Ferguson Gaethje should be the next one to fight Khabib. That's it. Plain and simple. And then whoever is holding the title then would fight against Nate or Connor, whoever won that fight? No. No, Connor has to win that fight for either one of those two to be the next to fight for a title. Nate's not fighting for a title. He should not fight for a title. So just because he beats Connor doesn't mean he should be the next in line for a title shot. That's absurd to me. I, I don't see how he's the winner. So the third fight with him and Connor was inevitable, right? We were all expecting that at some point. Right. Right. So how does what does it matter if Ferguson and Gaethje are fighting? That fight's gonna happen regardless. Right. You I know? Yeah. But is he insinuating that if He's insinuating that the winner of that fight would fight the winner of Ferguson Gaethje. I mean, that's the, then, that's the way I took it, but he didn't really he didn't say that. He just said that the 
we could be seeing the trilogy fight. But with the way you're you're putting it, it would be that Gagey and Ferguson fight. Whoever wins that fight faces Khabib, and then whoever is the title holder after that would face Nate or Connor, whoever won their fight. If it's an, if it's an interim belt that those two are fighting for, Ferguson and Gagey, why in the actual fuck would the winner of that fight not fight for the title? Why would they defend their interim title? That makes zero sense. I don't care how long. You know, uh, Khabib's going to be out. They should be fighting for the title. You don't defend an interim title. You win an interim title to get a title shot. Right? Yeah. Do you, so it makes, do you agree with interim titles? I, I like them, but I don't like them. I'm, I'm, it, it really just depends on what what the purpose of the title. Give me both sides, um, give me both sides of that. <clears throat> well, I think the first interim title that Tony won made sense. And I thought that was a good interim title fight to have. With him and Kevin Lee. Okay. I think that made sense. I don't think he should have been stripped of that interim title. That didn't make sense. Um, and there, there have been other interim titles that they've kind of thrown out there where you're like, okay, I guess. So I, I think I think in order for them to make sense, it needs to be a guy who's been a number one contender for a really long time, but hasn't been able to fight for the title because the champion has been hurt or the champion had to drop out, which clearly is the case with Tony. He's always been right there, ready for, you know, a title fight. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened for him. So I think that makes sense. If you have an interim title fight where, I don't know, like the, look, the Gastelum-Adesanya fight is one of the greatest fights of all time. Did it really need to be for an interim title? Maybe. You know, Whitaker was hurt. He hadn't fought in a long time. I get it, but. You know, it, it wasn't a case of where both of those guys were, the, like I said, like a number one contender or like number one and two, and they could never get a shot at the title because, you know, Whitaker was hurt. They just said, we're going to have an interim title fight. You know, Adesanya was on the rise. He was becoming a superstar. Gastelum's a, a beast. So it made sense to have those two fight. Again, did it need to be for a title? If they made it for an interim title to bring more, you know, prestige to the fight. Right. And that was actually the co-main on that card, which is nuts. And the co- the main event of that card was a great fight too, so I, you know in some ways they make sense, and in some ways it's like well I get it, but they they kind of just throw them around just to they help ratings. I mean a title fight's a title fight, right? You know the casual is going to see title fight and go oh these guys must be good, just like the ranking system. Oh this guy's ranked number two and number three, they must be good. I'm going to watch. You know, um, but no, you know it. The only reason that Nate Diaz's name comes up in these conversations is because he beat Connor that one time. Right. Right. Two, two of the biggest money fights in the UF in the UFC's history he's involved in because he fought Connor. So that's why his name comes up in these situations. I don't think his name should be mentioned in a title fight, a title, like fighting for a title, you know, unfortunately, and look, I, I mean, no disrespect to Nate Diaz when I say this, but, Ariel and a lot of MMA media really, really go out of their way to pump up Nate Diaz, and they should. I mean, he beat the biggest star in UFC history. So he's always going to be right there in the talks of someone who who they can bring in for a fight and garner some attention. I get it, but they're still under the delusion that he's like this top five guy in, well, to be honest with you, 
for a while there, it seemed like they considered him to be a top five guy at welterweight, and they certainly consider him to be a top five guy at lightweight. I don't know, man. I don't really see it that way anymore. With the, you know, he doesn't fight a lot. He was gone for, what, three years. And to be honest with you, like I said this to you, and again, I mean no disrespect by it, but to me, he's won three big fights. Which would one be of those is Con- the, one of those is the Connor fight. And then what were the other two? I would say the other two biggest wins he has would be over Cowboy. And then maybe his fight against Michael Johnson, only because, again, he had been sort of had this layoff and he came back, he won in convincing fashion, and then he called out Connor. So maybe the aftermath of that fight's bigger than the fight was, but you know, and uh, these are just off the top of my head. I mean, you could call the win over Pettis a big win, but Pettis hadn't hasn't been Pettis in so long. Like, right? You know, I feel like in the fights that he's sort of he's been put in a position to win them and sort of be the star. You know, he did, and no one talks about this. He did fight for the lightweight title. No one ever talks about that. No one ever talks about how he got completely dominated in that fight. Right. And he, you know, he fucked off like um, Nick Diaz did against Anderson Silva. You know, he's on the ground. He's on his back. He's flicking off Benson Henderson. Okay. Like he was just fucking around half the fight. Like he, it didn't. And it was weird too. Cause that was, it was a Fox card. It was when they were still doing uh, fight cards on Fox. And it was a big, big thing for the lightweight title and you know, his moment to shine. And I just sort of thought, I think I can, to me, it felt like he was fucking around, but I'm going to look up his record. Do you, I mean, do you agree with me that I think the, the, the sort of the, his, his status and his sort of his, where he is in the title talks and like the rankings and as far as getting fights, do you feel it's exaggerated or no? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. And people like trilogy fights, especially when you have two fights that are as close as they were. And when you have that first fight, nobody thought that Nate was going to beat Connor. Connor was at probably the height of his stardom in the UFC at that time. Yeah. Just mur- just murking people. And nobody thought that Nate was going to beat him. His last fight was Masvidal, correct? Masvidal lost to Masvidal. Right. Um, and again, that was a fight which he kind of liked the Connor fight, walked himself into with his the stuff he said. Wasn't a bad idea. A good a good fight. To be honest with you, if he's worried about rankings and if he's worried about title shots, not a risky fight because he went up a weight class, fought a guy who wasn't a champion for this manufactured belt, um, got his ass kicked for two rounds, looked decent in round three. I was I wanted the fight. I'm curious to see what would have happened if that fight continued because Masvidal was slowing down. Right, and he did have he did have a, a look. Of, of desperation on his face you could see because nate like nate does keeps coming forward nate, keeps ha- the pressure nate on. has a and tendency Masvidal was just like what why the fuck won't this guy stop going <laughs> forward on? right you could see it he was like man when is, when is this dude gonna get tired you know the counterfight got him to that level right and this is a long after he fought for a title long after any any of that stuff got him to that level and then he loses again then he fights pettis beats pettis and then loses to Masvidal. So I guess, yeah, if you're looking at a timeline of fights and wins and losses, he's still right there in the conversation. My argument is 
he needed to win the second counter fight. He didn't. He needed to beat Masvidal. He didn't. Right. He needed to win. You know. Well, to, you can go back to. I mean, after he fought for the title and lost, he gets TKO'd for the first. He gets KO'd for the first time in his career. Follows that with a win, and then follows that with a loss to RDA. Right. You know. So it just seems like he trades wins and losses in the fights he needs to win. You know, if he beats RDA, he's right back there in the title conversation at lightweight. Right. But he loses. Comes back, beats Michael Johnson, calls out Connor, and then everything kind of goes to, goes to you know, it, you know, falls by the wayside as far as title talks go. But now we're full circle. We're right back there talking about titles. But again, no, I don't think he should be mentioned fighting for a title. He should be mentioned fighting Connor McGregor. And that's it. If he beats Conor McGregor, no, I don't think he should be fighting for a title, especially not ahead of Ferguson or Gaethje. And I'm not saying that's what Hawani was saying, but he shouldn't be fighting for an interim title if he beats Conor. You know, most people have been saying, well, Conor needs to win another fight before he's even in the the talks of getting another shot at Khabib. So why would you give Nate Diaz a straight shot? To I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But again, I think they're all sort of under this this expectation that he's still that guy, you know? Yeah. I don't know there with this whole pandemic that's gone on. I, it wouldn't surprise me what happens with the UFC. I never would have thought I would see Ferguson and Gagey fight, which we still haven't seen yet, but I, I never would have thought we would see that. And as I've said, it's still so Ferguson is either really dumb or really smart or doesn't care to be taking this fight because I mean, if you if you're you're sitting there with a title fight against Khabib and it gets taken away, and instead of holding off until Khabib can can come here to make this fight happen, he takes another fight, which could push him down the rankings. Yeah, I, look, man, I I gotta believe that someone's in his ear going, look, if you hold off, there's a good chance someone passes you by, like Connor, like Gaethje, or at this point, I can see even it, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, 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 that's just my belief is that someone's saying, look, you have to stay active. You got to keep winning. That's it. And with the idea that Gaethje was going to step in on such short notice, which he would have done if it was Khabib, he didn't care who it was. Right. You know, the idea that Connor said he would have stepped in Nate being who he is and, you know, all, all of, and you know, the UFC loves Nate, you know, he's made them a lot of money. So he's, he's still going to be the the golden stepchild we'll call it right um so i think there's someone in his ear going look man you gotta fight you can't wait someone's gonna pass you by someone's gonna leapfrog you it's just it's how it's happened i mean it's and look tony's not bringing in big numbers as far as ratings go or pay-per-views go right again i mean no disrespect to tony when i say that but let's be honest he's not right not his fault i don't think it's his fault at all um, the big fight that he needed and he needed to win hasn't happened. It's been canceled five times. Right. No, he's won every other fight you've given him. Cool. I'll fight Anthony Pettis. I'll beat him. Right. Give me Donald Cerrone. I'll beat him. You know, right. you, what are, you know, what is he? 12. Tw- is he on a 12 fight winning streak? Is he really? That I think many? it's that. Long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Holy cow. His last loss was. Yeah, I want to say like 2014 or something like. It might even be longer than that. I'm pulling it up now. With that, with that kind of stats, I it surprises me that he's not bigger, more, more of a star than he is. 
I just don't think he's been put in in in. So he had the he had the headlining fight against Kevin Lee, right? Wins a title, um, but doesn't fight again. You know that fight was in October 2017. He doesn't fight for a full year, so he didn't have a fight in between there. Um, in the fight, you know, against Cerrone, he fought October 6, 2018. Fought Cerrone June 8, 2019. So that's good. That's yeah. what he needs. Right. He needs to be active like that. So, but his last. So here is when. So Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis, Kevin Lee, RDA, Lando Venata, Edson Barboza, Josh Thompson, Glayson Tebow, Abril Trujillo, Danny Castillo. Katsunori Kakuno, Mike Rio. His last loss was to Michael Johnson in 2012. That's insane. And that was a unanimous decision loss. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve wins in a row. That's insane. That's gotta be so, the longest active streak in the UFC right now, right? I think so. Yeah, well, it's got Well, besides, how many fights has Khabib had in the UFC? I mean, he's undefeated, but I don't know how many fights he's actually had in the UFC. Let's find out. So outside of that, if you take take Connor and Nate out of the equation, who are your four and five in that division? Well, we should pull up the rankings, but I, the rank, at this point, do the rankings matter on that? Well, no, that's kind of why I asked you what your four and five are. Yeah. So Khabib. And I'm putting Gagey and Ferguson four, in two and three. Five, or six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He's twelve and zero in the UFC. Wow. So they're on the same winning streak. Nice. Khabib's wins: Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, Ally Quinta, Edson Barboza, Michael Johnson, Daryl Horcher, which I believe that was supposed to be Tony. He was fighting in that one. RDA, Pat Healy. Abel Trujillo, Tiago Tavares, Gleison Tebow, Kamal Shalores. So they, they both have fought a lot of the same guys, too. Right. You know, it's interesting to see the evolution of that, you know. And if by MMA math, which you can't do, but Ferguson lost to Michael Johnson. Khabib just destroyed him. I mean... But yep, yeah, but didn't they Johnson, say that, that's the Johnson one was the first guy to catch Khabib on that's, the feet, though. That's what I was going to say. That's what that's what it always comes back to. Well, I mean, it means something. I mean, that that when people saw that, they go, oh, wait, he might have some holes in his stand up game. He can be hurt. Yeah. So against guys who are better stand up fighters than Johnson, uh, what happens? You know. So the lightweight rankings are this. Khabib's your champion. Tony Ferguson's number one. Dustin Poirier's still number two. Connor's number three. <laughs> Justin Gaethje's four. What in the hell? Dan, Dan Hooker's five. Donald Cerrone is still six. Paul Felder's seven. Charles Oliveira. I'm telling you, Charles Oliveira could be a dark horse, man. I'm telling you, that dude is a problem. That guy still is only 30. That's why I say that. It seems like he's been fighting since 99, <laughs> and he's only 30 years old. Iaquinta's number nine, Kevin Lee ten. So Nate's not even in the top fifteen of the lightweight division. If you gave him a title shot, that would be like giving Brock Lesnar a heavyweight title shot if he came back. Right. A little bit extreme when I say that, but it's almost the same thing. So I would say this. I would say Kevin Tony, obviously. I put Gaethje there. 
I don't want to remove Poirier. It's not his fault that he hasn't fought. He was he was supposed to fight someone, right? I thought. Um, uh, I wasn't. Uh, there were talks of it being Khabib at one point, right? Well, you already fought him. You're saying a rematch? Yeah, I thought. Wasn't there talks of being a rematch between Poirier and Khabib? Or did uh, I make I that up? Maybe I made that up. Well, to be honest with you, you know the fight that he should have had that he never got, even though he got a title shot after it, was Nate. That fight got called off. That, okay, that, no, that that's, what, that's what I was thinking about. Because they were having that Twitter or the the war of words back and forth with each other, but it never got well, set he was, in stone. Yeah, no, he was scheduled to fight him. Oh, okay. And he he pulled out because he broke a rib or something like that. Okay. So, look, my top four would be Khabib, Tony, Poirier, and Gaethje. I would put Gaethje over Connor. Connor's right there. And then you got the rest of that division, which, again, Paul Felder's no slouch. Dan Hooker's no slouch. Again, Charles Oliveira is my is my dark horse for sure. Um, and Islam Makachev, he's also a guy. He was supposed to fight Kevin Lee coming up, but I think that got called. Or I think Kevin Lee wanted to fight him if Kevin Lee beat Oliveira. But Makachev has the sort of Khabib style. Oh, he's, really? he's, a, he's a handful. So, look, I like Nate, fine, but he's not getting a title shot. And, you know, for, for a guy as big as Ariel to state or to insinuate something like that, I don't know, man. Yeah. Fake news to me, man. That's that's all I'm going to say. I don't know. It, I t- I t- do you, you tend to not agree with Ariel on a lot of things? On most, yeah. Really? You don't agree on with him most on most things. things? Really? He has a very um he has a very petulant and sort of disruptive way of reporting and sort of getting his opinion out there. Or even when he's stating something that should be a fact, I always hear it and read it like it's opinion. Again, this is just my fucked up brain. I don't have anything against the guy. I like him. I think he's he's great at his job. He's entertaining. But it, One of my favorite things he was ever on, he was ever a part of, was the uh, "I Hate Christian Leitner" thirty for thirty. Um, he was really he the he was really great in that. So it's just the way that I I perceive what he's saying half the time. Well, not half the time. I guess I said more than half the time, but you know, <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> most of the time. But you know, I also think he's doing a good job. He's getting people talking. That's what he's supposed to be doing. Right. You know, we're talking about it right now. So, so who does he did what he was supposed to do? I mean, is he considered a reporter for the UFC or is he work for somebody else? He works for ESPN. He works for ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe he used to work for the UFC, but him and Dana had some, some differences there, which you never, never want to have differences with Dana. Yeah. You don't, you pretty much lose your job. <laughs> it seems like it, right? <laughs> so did it hurt your feelings any to see that Amanda Nunez is out of UFC 250? Yeah, it does, but I kind of agree with what she said. She doesn't feel she can train properly because of corona, so that makes sense. Well, I wouldn't want to defend my title if I don't have a proper training camp. Yeah, I just wonder. I just wonder if there, if we see any more people drop off for the same reasoning. I, I would expect the domino effect to start happening soon, and then I think they're going to shuffle to to fill that card. So, do you think? Do you think she's saying she couldn't have a proper camp? Uh, for her opponent's style 
Or do you think she's saying she can't have a proper, like she can't train proper in general? The reason why I asked that is. Yeah, I think I read it in general. I think in general she's thinking that, or she's saying that she hasn't been able to have the best camp because, you know, she's been restricted, you know, which would make sense. I think either way, like she's the fucking champion. She can do what she wants. Even if it's, even if it's, well, I don't feel I could prepare for Felicia Spencer, then fine. She has, she has a good reason to feel that way. It's not like she's making up an excuse. She has a pretty good excuse, you know? I, I'm torn because I agree with you. She's the champ. She should be able to do whatever she wants. But on the other hand, I also feel like if you agreed to take the fight, you shouldn't be able to drop out because you say that you couldn't have a good enough camp. I get it. And I wouldn't want to fight somebody when I haven't had a good enough camp or been able to train very well in general because I haven't been able to go to the gym or whatever. But if she agreed in the, in, you know, originally, I, I, I like I said, I'm torn. I kind of, I kind of see if both she sides. agreed. That's if she agreed though, right? Well, how could they have, how could they have put her on a card that she didn't agree to fight on? Nunez, who verbally agreed to a spring defense of her UFC women's featherweight title against Felicia Spencer, told Spencer on May 9th is too soon despite recent report linking her to the card. Actually, I'm not fighting May 9th, Nunez said. I'm going to fight, but I don't know yet. I don't think this is the right time for me right now. Let this coronavirus pass a little bit so I can at least have a full camp, which makes sense. Yes. We can maybe see around June, but let's see what is going to happen. But I'm not fighting on May 9th. So she doesn't have a full camp because that the the card's coming so soon. But does anyone? What the what does anyone else have to do with her? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that pe- uh, people who are UFC fans that are excited for this card need to also realize that this is pretty much a short notice fight for every single person on that card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nunez, a native of Brazil, said she has been allowed to train at her home gym, American Top Team in Coconut Creek, Florida, on a daily basis. Has not she has been allowed because while observing social distancing protocols, the gym opened just for people that has fights coming up. It's not many people, just me and a couple of guys that are going to be on the same card as me. We all have separate training with just me and my coach one on one. Huh. So she has been training. She just hasn't had a full camp. Right. Okay. Well, but see on the, on the other hand, when it comes to being a title holder, all in all, it does, it does matter majorly more than any other fight. That's not a title fight because you're, you have more to lose. I mean, kind, kinda. I mean, her dropping out, she doesn't have any, she doesn't lose anything by dropping out. No, she's fine. no, I know. I mean, her, her not <clears throat> having a camp going in there and losing that, you know, she would have more to lose than the other fights on the card. Kind of. Yeah. Because if you if you think about the people who are in the two and three spot right now trying to fight for a title shot, they have a lot to lose, too. But I mean, look, she's the greatest women's champion of all time. Absolutely. She can do what she wants, in my opinion. <laughs> That's just me. I, don't, I agree with her. If you don't have a full camp, you don't have a full camp. Why? Again, these these people that... I mean, the idea, yeah, we like see we like seeing people like Cowboy who will fight anyone at a moment's notice, right? Cowboy is not a champion. If he were a champion, would he would he would he be that way? Maybe, maybe not. But these people that just expect champions just to just to you know throw caution to the wind and just fight whoever, whenever, and risk losing their title. If they lose their title, their marketability goes down. They don't get the bigger paydays. 
just the way it is. They need to be smart. It's a sport. It's a business, just like any other sport and business. Right. So, yeah, we like to see people fight. We like to see people get beat up. We like people to say, fuck it. You know, we like guys like Cowboy and guys like Nate Diaz that just, you know, you know, give me Masvidal. Everyone's terrified of him right now. I'll fight him. Fuck it. Right. You know, let's see who the baddest motherfucker is. That gets people going. I get it. Amanda Nunes, first, that's not her personality. We've clearly seen that. She's very humble. And look, the title's the title. She's a two-division champ. Why risk losing one of the titles? Be a two-belt holder. You know, again, the markability's there. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, I don't even think they've marketed her the right way anyway. You know, she took down the beast in Cyborg. She beat Ronda, who was the greatest women's champion of all time before her, right? Um, she's beat Holly Holm. She beat Misha Tate. She beat everybody, but I still don't think they've just – I don't think they've done enough to say, hey, world, this is the people's champion, you know, which I – I, I wonder why. I wonder why they haven't. Can I be honest? Yes. I think it has a lot to do with her looks and her sexual orientation. Really? I see. I thought about bringing That's that my up, theory. but the reason why I w- I was going to oppose that and say that that could be a very good marketing strategy. I agree. By by using her, you know, her sexual orientation as being the first UFC women's title holder who is has that sexual orientation. I agree. But maybe people are maybe she doesn't want to be considered that. Well, I mean, Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe she just wants to be UFC bantamweight and featherweight champion. Maybe she doesn't want to be considered UFC's gay bantamweight and featherweight champion. And I don't blame her for that. Yeah, I that, make, that makes sense. Her. Yeah. So if she's if if someone said, "Hey, that community of people, there are deep pockets. Let's 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 run with this. We could really spin this." If she's like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to. it. Doesn't matter." Then I'm with her on that. It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a good story. People like that story, but you know, it's also 2020. Does it? It's not a big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, get it. Anymore. It matters to some people, but should it at this point? Right. You know, it should have never mattered. But you get where I'm going. Um, it's at this point, it's irrelevant. And, and maybe, like I said, maybe she does feel that way, and maybe the UFC feels that way. Maybe the UFC that isn't their angle. Maybe they don't. Also. If it is because her looks and her sexual orientation, maybe it has a lot to do with we don't want to pump up this champion who is gay, who isn't a princess, who doesn't look like a princess. No disrespect to Amanda Nunes, but she doesn't look like Ronda Rousey. She doesn't look like Misha Tate. Right. Look who owns. Look who they're doing. Look, look who they're in business with now. Disney, ESPN. I don't know. I have something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, when it, you know, when it comes to something like that, the UFC is a business and they can run things how they want to do it and they need to, they're going to show an image that they want to show, but sometimes it's out of their control on who's, win, like who's winning fights and who can becomes yeah. a title holder. Sometimes it's, I mean, it's in their control to book different fights, but at a certain, you know, every once in a while there's some fighters that make it up the ranks, even though you can tell that there might be a little bit of, we really don't want them to be a title holder situation going on. Uh, it could be perceived that way. Yes. Yeah. You know, 
And I said they're in business with ESPN. Now, ESPN, don't get me wrong, they they love pushing an agenda. I mean, they gave Caitlyn Jenner a Courage Award and, you know, like Woman of the Year or something like that. And um, Michael Sam, when he came out as gay, former NFL player, mm-hmm. NFL um, <clears throat> draftee, you know, they gave him like a Courage Award or something. So I'm not saying that they're anti-gay by any means, but when they have an agenda, they stick to an agenda. And I'm not so sure that gay is their agenda in 2020 i don't know this for sure right again i'm just i'm guessing but maybe they moved past it right they're on to something else right so i don't know i don't know so, either way i'm with her I'm, I'm on her side who was she supposed to fight felicia spencer okay that's what i thought so has she fought felicia spencer before no no um felicia spencer just beat megan anderson Okay. No, no, no. She did not beat Megan Anderson. She did. She beat Megan Anderson, but I don't remember who she fought in her last. They both fought on the same card. Okay. Remember we were we were we were watching it. I thought. I remember um, Megan's last fight. Is that who that the fight you're talking about? I couldn't remember who she fought. Yeah. So Anderson won by knockout, and Spencer won by submission on the same card. I want to say, and they were both like, "Who's going to get the title shot?" And I remember Amanda Nunes was sort of being like, "I'm I'm up for either of them." Um, and Spencer fought Cyborg. Now she got beat up, but she showed a lot of heart. Like she, she, she hung around with Cyborg. Um, she fought. Oh yeah, she fought that Zara dos Santos girl, TKO. And that was after beating, after losing to Cyborg, and she lost to Cyborg after beating Anderson. And Anderson just fought Norma Dumont Viana, beat her by KO on the same card. Yeah, that was only a couple of fights ago. And she also beat the girl that Spencer just beat after she lost to Spencer. So, yeah, she'll probably be the next to get a title shot whenever, if and when that ever happens. But I wonder how, I can't remember her name. What was the girl that fought like two fights ago, I think? We did an MMA on the mic for her, but she tore her ACL. You said that they're trying to pump her up to be the next Rousey. Macy Barber. Yeah. Have you heard anything on her? I wonder when she... She's recovering from surgery and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how long. I'm curious on... I'm sure it depends on everybody, but, you know, every different person, but I'm curious on what, like, the recovery time is for an ACL tear in the UFC. I know it's not something you want to rush. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I didn't see the timeline on her, but yeah, I, I assume she'd be out for a while, so... So we'll see if this card happens. I like I said, with Nunes dropping out, I wouldn't be surprised if other people go, you know what? Kind of wanted that full camp too. However, if you look at the people who would have been on 249, and actually, are they calling this 249 or 250? I saw something in the news. Or I saw a headline that this was going to be 249 still. Oh, really? Do you know? I don't. That's what I saw. I don't, but this is this is the argument that we had last last episode. Right. Do you cancel it like it just never happened? Or... Right. I don't know. So it looks like they're going to call it. It looks like they're going to call it 249. <laughs> well, let's see. Wait. I mean, I could see it either well, way. You know, you. you this s- is from this is from Yahoo Sports. UFC 249 now slated for May 9th somewhere in Florida. And this is from yesterday. So it looks like they're going to call it 249. Which makes sense. Yeah. So. I mean, I could see it either way. But, you know, you're. 
description of it made sense too, because it's like, well, they want that in their history that this 249 had to be canceled because of everything that was going on. And so I I could see it either way. Yeah. Yeah. But those people who were scheduled to fight on that card. So like Luke and price and uh, Uriah Hall and Jacare, they might feel that they've had all the time necessary. So I don't see them as likely to pull out, but maybe a guy like Anthony Pettis, we know Cerrone doesn't give a fuck. I wonder, um, I wonder a guy if, like that, if we, huh? if, if we do have any other fights drop out, I wonder if they, if they try to fill those, fill those fight spots or if they just let it go. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll try feverishly to do so, but you know, if it does, it happen is the question, right? Yeah. I mean, we're um, what, two weeks away. Yeah. So that's just got to be somebody who's just ballsy and doesn't care about not having a camp. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, to be honest with you, I'm really surprised that Cruz is so willing to go and do this without a full camp. Yeah, but we but, don't we don't know what he's been able to do throughout this whole. I mean, for one, okay, so a full camp. Um. Maybe he's been training, maybe not. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, we don't know what, what fighters have been able to train correctly throughout this this whole deal and who hasn't. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I'm we just we just don't know. It's all it's all up in the air. God, this card is so sick. I know I was telling or I sent a message in our text thread the other day saying that we, we need to try to find out. I think Matt can do an MMA th- MMA on the mic. But we'd have to do it through Zoom or something like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll have to wait until then, though. And for now, I got a, a pregnant wife blowing up my phone saying she's starving. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to keep her waiting any longer. Okay. We can get out of here. Okay. Enjoy your uh, your camping trip. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's not really a trip. It's just hanging out at my parents' house. But, Camping in someone's yard. Yeah. Good enough. And not even in a tent. In a fucking camper. In, a tri- in an RV. Who uses a tent? This uh, guy. I will remind you that one of the two nights on the float trip, you stayed in our camper. Well, you, well, you offered. <laughs> and it was the only place I could stumble to. <laughs> And, and there and, was pizza your, in there. I mean, there were so many variables that really, just said, you know what? Dude, I hit my fucking head so say. many times. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> I should have just slept in the tent. <laughs> Couldn't find the bathroom. That was terrible. That was either right way. That was I, right next to your bed. I appreciate the hospitality. No, Either way. No problem. Anytime, man. Awesome. All right. Ready to get out of here? Peace. Peace. <laughs>